0: Hello and welcome to How the World Begins Again, the story of women composers and sound artists creating music in Ireland today. I'm Elizabeth Hilliard and in this, my final episode in the series, I'm talking evolutions, exploring the future with my guests and what it means to be a composer. Across the series, we've met 20 women artists discussing aspects of their lives and their work. You'll hear many of them again today and tackling the elephant in the room, gender, and the very idea of a specific focus on women in composition. Composers Evangelia Rigaki and Anne Clear both have an immediate reaction when I asked them about being called a woman composer.
1: The matter of fact is that uh, when I hear it, I smirk inside. <laughs> I would rather, you know, be called composer than woman composer. But history has shown that until very recently, woman composers get very few opportunities to be programmed.
2: A journalist asked me, so what is it like to be a woman composer? I was just like, you know, I was kind of stunned and... I kind of just said to him, this was for a paper, you know, it was just between the two of us, but an interview for a paper. And it, it was abroad, I should say. Um, I just kind of said, well, what is it like to be a male journalist?
0: Composer Abigail Smith shares how she experienced this being viewed as other. And then Karen Power offers an alternative view on that term woman
2: composer. I think even growing up, playing in bands and even playing jazz, because I used to go out to New Park as well, I would be the only girl there, you know. And sometimes in a band, like if there was five bands playing as a teenager, I might have been the only girl on the stage. And sometimes I did feel I was treated a little bit differently, you know. Um, and that was hard sometimes, you know, because... I wasn't really thinking about those things, I was just thinking about playing music.
3: The only good part is that usually when they do say women composer or women composers, it is always lovely to sort of swim around in this luxurious company of women artists. Because there are just oodles of amazing artists. And so automatically you get kind of thrown into this beautiful, luxurious sea with all these other amazing women
0: artists. It's interesting, as I'm someone who grew up with music and music lessons from an early age, yet when I close my eyes and imagine a composer, I do still imagine a man probably dead and certainly not from Ireland. Even though I work regularly with living composers, many of whom are Irish and many are women, this amazes me.
4: Where does that assumption come from? It's because we have the canon that has been taught to us about the Western art music canon is basically these quite wealthy white male composers. You know, it's the 19th century element of of looking, that's a composer, it's that tortured soul, you know, of somebody who was, could be funded to go and compose. But no, it just doesn't exist, I don't think, anymore.
0: That's electroacoustic composer Claire Fitch. Sound artist Una Lee expands on the idea of what the issues are in how women and their art and work are viewed and treated. But I think in terms of equality
4: in the arts, I don't think it's really, in the end, just about the gender of an artist. It's about what is being said in the work, or celebrated, or the aesthetics. Because there are different types of you know, aesthetics and music, and some are somehow considered feminine, somehow considered more masculine. It's not only about who makes those arts, if you know what I mean. You know, it's like the same as chiclet, I think like women writing about women women's domestic lives or like love lives then it's put on this derogatory shelf of chicklet that's the kind of thing that really should be terminated <laughs>
0: artists i talked to in this series they are clear that they want to see change not just for themselves but also for others that the music community should reflect society at large and that we as artists should model an inclusive way of working
2: as a white woman i have so much more privilege than um you know women of color and men of color who are composing
0: that's finola merivale and composer Una Monaghan expands on this theme of equality.
5: There's definitely not a equality of treatment and access really across many aspects of, well, society and and also that is not gone from music either. I also don't think it's efficient or sensible at this point to be talking about men and women. You know, I think we should think of gender as a range and a continuum. And we really need to focus on representing people who are underrepresented, however they identify, who is not represented, whatever their identification or traits or or aspects and and how can we change that.
0: Composers Tiffany Q and then Katharina skembri both advocate for initiatives to be put in place to encourage and support women working in music. I think female composers now, we should definitely be thinking about
5: setting an example and encouraging um, young people when we talk to them or by the things we do, that, you know, it is definitely a possibility. And if we can do it, they can do it too. And it should be something that more people think about and really believe in themselves.
1: There's a long road, like, and we're only at the start of it. And that's, I think, the mistake a lot of people make when they assume that because we live in 2021 and there are a lot of things that are already happening and because there is this one composer that it's a woman and and got an Academy Award, then it's over. The battle is over and that's it. And we're on even ground. And like, there is a very simple explanation to that. And it's that historically the balance has been so off that for it to get even again you need to push a bit more on this side and I think we still are on that point in which we need to push a bit on the women's side just because it's been so unbalanced for years and years like we're talking centuries of music history in which you barely see any music written by women and even in a new art form as music for film is and it's only decades but it's been almost entirely dominated by men so I think it's very important to do the distinction I think it's very important to celebrate it I think it's very important to push it as well because we're not there yet
3: you need to have a regular amount of women involved in programs you need to program them all the time you just need to do that if anything is going to change it has to be that way
0: That's Gráinne Mulvey highlighting here the need for systemic change within programming and funding bodies and within arts organisations themselves. Jennifer Walsh speaks to this, while Ailey Schneerean expands on that theme of inclusion and how by increasing diversity within the musical community, more within wider society will feel a sense of belonging, a sense of ownership of the living culture and arts of our land. I think that there's a pattern where
6: if you have any group which are perceived in any way as other, that they're supposed to be responsible for sorting out, you know, the marginalization that was applied to their group. I think that this is absolutely critical, is that we don't place this undue burden on women, on queer people, on people of color to solve the problem, you know, and that they things they're already struggling with, the challenges they're already struggling with in the culture, in these systems, are added to by having to solve the problems, you know, of the system. It should be something we all want to solve together.
3: But for me, that means all composers. That means people creating good work in sound and music, whatever their background, their class, their sexuality, their identity is, uh, for me, that's where the conversation is interesting and that's where it needs to be. Because we have been woefully exclusive in classical music, appallingly so. And so many people have not got in that door. It is a privileged area of the arts and things need to change and they are changing. They are changing apace. If we're only telling stories that are being voiced from one privileged perspective, then we are doing a major disservice to humankind because that has got to be broken down and conversations need to develop.
0: My final question to all 20 artists was to imagine 50 years from now and the kind of conversations around equality they would want to see happening then. I
4: think we can only hope for everyone to be not only equal opportunities, but to be treated with
1: equal respect.
0: That's composer Jane O'Leary, who, through the 50 years she has been living in Ireland, has done so much to change the musical landscape of this country and has been an inspiration to many of the artists I interviewed for this series. Anne Clear develops this idea of equal respect.
2: Some of the more senior female composers I know in this country, I I often see them not being celebrated the way they should be. um, and that really annoys me because definitely when I was younger, I used to boast all the time when I was abroad about how many like really strong female composers there was in Ireland and how it wasn't an unusual thing to be composing as a woman. And, and then when I kind of see them not celebrated as they should be, that really does annoy me.
0: Composers Susan Ganey and Jen Kirby express their hopes for the future.
2: I'm hoping,
5: I'm hoping that, you know, in, in 50 years' time that we won't have to use that term female composer. I mean, societal and systemic beliefs are so hard to change and, you know, it takes time. And we're peeling back the layers of that onion one layer at a time. I think rights and equality are things that we'll, we'll never have to stop fighting for. And I don't just mean women, I mean everyone who doesn't have equal opportunities. So yeah, I don't think that will stop. I think the fights will be, I mean hopefully they'll be different, but I think environments change and things look like they change, but people don't really change that much. This is something that I remind myself of because it it's really easy to look back 50 years or 100 or 300 years and go oh that's crazy what people did then but I think if you if we had the same situation people would do the same thing now so that's why and I kind of keep that in my head that that's why we have to constantly fight to improve things for everybody and not just go okay this bit this bit is easier for me now especially I'm aware that I didn't have and I don't have so many barriers that other people have
6: Surely this is the good fight and it's the fun fight. You know, this is the fight that it seems like it's going to be a joyous fight to win, you know. So I think it should be something we all do communally because surely we want to sort of enrich the field of new music, make it more vibrant, you know, make it more exciting, more, more interesting, you know, because it would have so many different new voices within it.
0: Jennifer Walsh there. It's clear that fundamental change is needed and not just in music and arts. Many composers mentioned hopes and dreams outside of the questioning around their sector and work, and none more clearly than composer Rona Clark.
4: Well, the whole climate change issue is the biggest issue of our time now. There's no doubt about it. And it is past urgent at this stage. And I, I just don't see leadership, enough leadership, taking control and making the kind of radical changes which none of us will want, let's face it. None of us want not to be driving cars, you know, not to be using fossil fuel that fossil fuels aren't used to create things that we want or need, but it has to happen. And the window of opportunity is closing all of the time.
0: It's interesting, this call for radical change, for leadership. Because for me, this resonates with what we need in music. And to close, here's Claire Fitch highlighting what might be possible in her vision of the future.
4: I would hope that in 50 years time everybody is free everybody is free to say what it is they want to do to follow the path they want to go and are supported absolutely supported all and that they can hear and see and experience other people the same as them doing those things so i just think come on go out there if people say to you you can't do it please if it's burning inside you to create then you need to create you need to carry on Um, i think it's collaboration it's diversity it's inclusion
0: Music in this, our final episode of How the World Begins Again is Pink Sky Dawn by Natalia Bayliss from her recent album on Early Music Label. The theme music for the series is from Phonology Garden by Gráinne Mulvey on my album Sea to the West, released on Divine Art Records label. Some of you have asked about the title, How the World Begins Again, about this line that comes from the closing of Ivan Boland's poem Code, a piece often seen as a call to feminism, And this is how it ends. I am writing at a screen as blue as any hill, as any lake, composing this, to show you how the world begins again, one word at a time, one woman to another. Thank you to all the women artists who helped make this series, for sharing their stories and their music. And thank you for listening.